This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> I'm always in the building. What's up, man? At this point, like, I just need to put, go ahead and just put you on the tagline. I'm in the building, bro. Thank you for being here. I got my man Jeremy behind the boards. Well, hello, everybody. It's uh, nice to be with y'all. That was the worst intro ever. Uh, before we start this thing, we're going to do some quick hitters. Uh, my man Joey is on the mic. He's going to throw some questions at us. We're going to answer them to sort of give us warmed up, and then we're going to get right into today's topic. What up, what up, what up? So, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like Nike announced their like collab with uh, Meg Thee Stallion for the Nike Run Bootcamp thing. So like, what are y'all, what are y'all thoughts on like these collabs and how these brands are, are doing these little collabs and trying to get up off of, you know, get off on like the crowds of, you know, some of these celebs and shit. Knowing damn well, some, I, I don't uh, know. Have you ever seen a video of, of Meg Thee Stallion working out? I mean, she hasn't exactly. To be completely honest, like her knees are amazing, so it's probably a very good idea for Nike to get in business with her. Big facts. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't expect that. Mega Sky has amazing knees. That's an athletic trait, bro. She's quick on the feet too. There you go. So, um, if Derrick Rose had her knees, Derrick Rose would be dominant. Just saying. <laughs> what? No, I mean, I think for real, it's honestly interesting to see um, shoe brands picking up people other than actual athletes, you know. Um, yeah, whatever happened to athletes, just, you know. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you know, the Kanye started. I mean, a no, lot of. No, this is, ain't nothing new under the sun, bro. Okay. You know, it's a lot of people now, like Kanye. Run DMC, get him with a DMC. Okay, so like, yeah, yeah, okay, like, so it probably started. There's with that, nothing you know, new under the sun. Okay, uh, so G Unit with the, the Reebok yeah, yeah, yeah. sneaker, Hove with Hove, the S Doc okay. Carters. Like, there have always been people that have branched out. And so, I think any well, opportunity for her is super dope and amazing. But I feel like they pick a select few. And it's like, how do you pick who you choose to, you know, ask? You know? Well, she's the it girl right now, right? Like, if you think in terms of, like, who are the most popular women rappers yeah she's at you know arguably she's at the top of the list that's true that's true yeah she's definitely a big girl right now like again like cardi is a big deal but cardi does other stuff has a deal with a separate shoe company she does yeah okay no, um, no uh tiana taylor had their had the reeboks that's what i'm saying but like tiana's yeah. not as big as meg so like what it's a mean? natural sort of conclusion to go to you know who who has the buzz yeah, she yeah. created a whole phrase women have been saying this now for two summers straight which is high girl summer she made it big. I, I can't say that she hey, actually did it. But even in the summer. We're all just waiting. I mean, even in the it. winter. <laughs> but um moving on from that. Um something in the water was this weekend. Rel was down there. I um, was. So I mean the city was on fire. Literally. Like, literally. Uh you know, there was a shooting in Mochella, I believe, on fourteenth and U. It was. People were shooting at Tyson's too. Like um, what are your thoughts on that? Are we are we still out this summer, or are these these young these young cats ruining it for us? Uh, 
Hove said him probably my favorite um, hip hop song. It's just like a straight up rap song. Uh, Niggas is hot heads and the bullets is heat seeking. What that's basically telling you is that whenever it gets hot, things tend to pop off. There's nothing cool about it. I would absolutely love for people to go home safely. We can do the gun debate control or the gun control debate again, which, you know, we did that last week. But ultimately, uh, here's my crazy hot take. While all this violence is terrible, it doesn't necessarily affect us because we're not in that element. It can happen, but like we don't participate in those things. So like because it's so far removed from people, it doesn't affect them. It's just another thing on TV. I say this, um, a lot of stuff has been going on with the shootings and all that. A lot of malls have been getting shot up, you know. Um, you were at one. I was at one. Uh, so, I think it's getting crazy. I think Chris Rock said, he said, I love black people, but I hate niggas. Ooh, okay. And really, that's what I think. The youngest be acting like it's like they don't know how to act and but to be fair do we know how to act we do no we know how to act now at 40. it doesn't matter though bro it, it, it was no point in life was i thinking about shooting in a damn mall we have sense we have parents who raised us like with a particular way right like I think one of the things that's unfortunate is the lack of guidance with a lot of people. To, to an extent, people, though. To various things. At some point, you have to hop off the titty, right? And do your own thing. Speak those facts. So right. you have to, whatever has been instilled in you, you have to take that on and, and choose to do whatever you want to do as a grown-up. And I feel like sometimes they don't do that. Yeah, so I won't knock that. We, you know, we gotta keep our youth close, and you know, they're the next generation, and it's sad. You know, they shooting at malls. It's some, it's some mall, bro. Like, like you said, Tyson's Corner. Who shoots at Tyson's Corner? It's a mall for soccer moms. That's what I'm saying. Or even at Iverson Mall or at PG Plaza. It's been yeah, shooting, I was gonna say, it's like, been shooting I, at all I don't three. care the social economic status of a mall. Generally That's what speaking, I'm saying. it's a bunch of kids but, and or people who are just but trying think to think about it, bro. If you're children. shooting in a mall, anybody can get shot. Agree. A mother, a child, innocent bystander. I mean, it, it, it just has yeah. to stop, man. You know, either way. Yeah. So, moving on from that, we already kind of tapped into this pre-taping. You know, this Drizzy album drop. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Some people are like, it's ahead of its time. Some people are like, this shit makes me want to travel. How's, how y'all feeling on it? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah, I was gonna say you. I'm gonna let you go first. Because Rob like been taking the Rob been taking the taking the first taking the first jab. So I feel like honestly, it's not his worst out. I feel like. When he made it, he kind of was trying to appease a different crowd. It's like, all right, I'm going to put this out and, it, you know, whoever listens to it, like, maybe it's, to me, it's like some, like, disco, like, house music type of, but people listen to it. I've seen a lot of people say, hey, I like it. And I've seen a lot of people say, I don't like it. But I feel like the people that 
say they don't like it are probably trying to say I want I'd rather get a, a rap album from Drake and Drake is doing a lot of harmonizing and singing on this and I'm like I really ain't seen Drake really rap like that since him and Pusha went back and forth that's just me yo Drake just uh, just got like 400 million dollars right but his, he just signed another contract with his label I think so but he I mean but Drake's forever gonna get the bag my, my, my point is he, he's gonna he's gonna put out mad albums and it's most of them are gonna be trash and all this album all, all they want him to do is put out music right? but bro I felt I felt at some point Wayne did that it was a distribution deal I felt like Wayne kind of he was top tier and then he was like all right I got to a certain point I'm just gonna say whatever the hell I want to say and people are still gonna buy my shit and that that doesn't take anything away from Wayne but I'm like you can do that all right how you feeling bro I was just biting my tongue because I'm trying to let my man rock um Here's my honest opinion. Uh-oh. That's the kind of music that you'll hear in a boutique hotel, whether you're in Soho, Miami Beach, maybe you're overseas in Europe somewhere. That's the kind of music that's generally played in the background. Would you listen to it, though? In certain aspects, Did you sure. find any cuts on it that you, you would listen do you, to? Do y'all like, Three do y'all like house music? That's the thing. Like, I can listen to some stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Like, some stuff. Because that, I mean, it, if it's not house music, it was giving me EDM vibes. All the same thing. Like, there's some artists that I can, like, stand for a little while. Um, Again, everything's not supposed to be for me. I thought it was experimental. He went in a different lane. Threw the 21 Savage track on that had no fucking bearing on the album. That didn't match it at all. Bro, that like, shit came from nowhere. Right. Didn't fit the project. But it other didn't. than that, like, ultimately speaking, I think the album is probably going to do smash numbers because again it's gonna cross into a different type of genre because he typically but, doesn't and go that's to. what i'm saying because it's you know but i don't think drake needed to do that i just think that he probably was bored with like the music he was making so he did something way when different when did the other album come out uh certified lover boy yeah 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 around this time last year okay so it's been a year since we got an album mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. okay so that's me like i no crazy takes on it i legitimately just think that people are gonna like it because of course it's something different he'll cross over he'll be on those charts for that specific genre of music and that'll be that cool Fair enough. uh we got any more we gonna wrap this up and get into our topics well, that's it that's it for the hot take session appreciate you my brother appreciate that joe all right so i'm gonna start this week off by reading an excerpt uh from an article that i read okay. uh, friend of mine shout out to Diggs. uh her real name is shannon curry okay shout we've, out called, to her. we've called her Diggs for i don't know i'm not gonna date her because of course she's a lady and they don't like discussing their age the same way that we do um but uh this is the line that i think that was really poignant in the same way that white wealth and privilege is passed down from generation to generation blacks inherit the struggles and strife of an entire race carrying the pressure and achieving the uh, the dreams, the unfulfilled, and the opportunities denied to previous generations. The intergenerational trauma is then ingrained into black Americans' experience. That is essentially something that black people feel. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, when you listen to a line like that, we now have a new holiday. Today is Juneteenth. Is it? Second actual time that we've had this as a federal holiday. Okay. Have you felt any different 
this year than you did last year when they rushed and made it a federal off day for everybody. Absolutely not. No. 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 Not at all. It feels like a forced holiday that they pushed on us and say, hey, take your holiday. This is what we're giving y'all. Doesn't make up for, you know, all those years that, you know, it's just a holiday, bro. It's like, like Martin Luther King Day. They gave us something. No change. Ooh, uh, I can unpack that a little bit. Um, I'll ask two questions before I sort of move on. Sure. Did anybody in the last couple of days say happy Juneteenth to you at all as a thing? The same way that we would say, uh, you know, happy 4th of July or, uh, you know, Merry Christmas. There are ways that we speak specific about like a lot of federal holidays that we have not. And I don't think we are going to speak about Juneteenth. Absolutely not. How do you feel about people who happen to not being for lack of a better term, uh, descendants of slaves profiting from something like today. I'm pretty sure if you went downtown, you would find somebody selling some shirts or some merch that aren't descendants. But everybody's gonna cash in because it's a known holiday now, quote unquote. And that's just, that's what we left with. That's how I feel. So I think I'm a little sad for us. Um, one of the things that we do in this country is that we assign sort of something to commemorate things. If you've noticed now, there's a month for everything. Whatever your interest happens to be, there's either a day and or a month that certainly represents it, represents that thing and why it should be important. I think what gets lost is the reason that something like Juneteenth needed to be celebrated. Okay. Uh, as, you know, African-Americans in the high school system in the U.S., I know for a fact that I was not taught about Juneteenth. I thought that when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, all of the slaves were freed. At no point did anyone in any storybooks tell me that it took a long time, man, again, I, without me looking it up to tell you exactly how long, another couple of years for that actually to be a thing for all slaves. Okay. So when you have like this sort of um, hidden history, I'll say, because history is always written by the victors. Like history is never written by the people that are oppressed. We never get the truth of what happened because it doesn't make sense for people who look like us because we didn't win anything. So they don't want to be seen as being barbaric or, you know, mean or terrible people. We frequently talk about slavery in terms like, you know, that wasn't my generation. Like, I didn't have anything to do with it. Why do we still feel like it's something that we should discuss instead of maybe thinking or taking the German model of we're telling you exactly how something like the Holocaust happened because we want to prevent those things from happening. America has a thing about sweeping things under the rug in a way that, unfortunately for us, this is why you have so much hate and sort of racism still here. We sweep it under the rug. People think that things aren't their fault because they didn't do it, but they um, subscribe to the same tropes and the same feelings and the same things that a lot of their ancestors did because those things are passed down generationally. I'm a 
So when I look at something like Juneteenth, um, I don't want to celebrate it in ways where I have Juneteenth ice cream. That was an idea for somebody. Uh, you know, there was a school or a library system that said, we're going to make a Juneteenth salad with watermelon. Like, these are things that really happen that are on the news. Okay, but hold on. Let, let, let's just, let's just get, get to it. Does Juneteenth mean anything? And I mean anything to you. No. Why? I learned about it on a Boondocks episode. A cartoon. An amazing cartoon. But it like, is. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like, it shouldn't take Huey, <laughs> you know, or Regina King to explain to me what Juneteenth is and what it meant and how that was a thing. Most I learned this legitimately in my like late 20s. Okay. Then again, from a cartoon source. But so, so would you say that it would be better if, like, you learned about Juneteenth in context when you were five years old? Yes. Isn't that what this being a holiday forces, like, schools, education systems, families, like, our culture as a whole, to do is have this conversation with people earlier so that they don't find out when they're thirty? No, I, and I, I like where you're going there. That's but good. I, that's good. Yeah, that's I, good. I that's like good. where you're going there. Yeah, that's good. I think the problem is, is that we're still not teaching things about it. You hear about exactly. what it represents, yeah, exactly. but you don't hear like the the actual bubbling up and how like you know we're disseminating real information and real history about right. it. It's just a day. Mm -hmm. It's the same way that we sort of like commemorate Columbus Day, right? Everybody in this room knows that like Christopher Columbus was not a great man. We still celebrate that day. But you, like in yeah. our lifetime, they now call it Indigenous Peoples Day. But like the actual day is still Christopher Columbus Day. We don't right. learn about the atrocities of Columbus like that. And Columbus Day is still over top of Juneteenth. It's still more popular. Still. And I, I guess for me, right, like I look at Juneteenth and um, like I didn't know the history of Oklahoma until like maybe last week or something like that, you know? But I think having a holiday and forcing people to have conversation, forcing news stories to come up with talking points and all this stuff to fill air or whatever, whatever else it is, like I think forcing people to be confronted with history is like always a way that we can prevent the same history, right? Uh, and I like Oklahoma's crazy, like they, they had indigenous nations, there were tribes and each tribe treated their slaves differently, but like they, slaves were freed in Oklahoma after they were freed in Texas. And that's something that I never knew until like last week. Right, okay. So I'm gonna throw a random date out for you. Um, that's a holiday. That is absolutely something that every school kid probably got off. What do you know about Yom Kippur? It's a Jewish holiday, I know that. Yeah, I was, I was Jewish for But we don't know the significance of that. And I feel like we're running into the same thing with something like Juneteenth, where it's a day, right? We know we get it off of school, yay, people get it off of work, banks close, and maybe you can't do these things, but we're not doing anything substantial. But it doesn't matter, I give you one better. Let's ask that, hmm, let's say if, if school is in session right now. School is out, right? For most kids, right? Let's say if we ask a child right now. I was gonna say not a parent, I don't know. <laughs> School is out, but I'm just saying, diff, diff, <laughs> different different districts, you know what I'm saying, or different places, you know what I mean. School is out. But let's say if we ask a child from, let's say, from elementary to high school, or at least the beginning years of high school, do they know what it is? Were they taught 
about Juneteenth. And if they were able to be out today for a holiday, do they know why they're out? What do you think they'll tell you? I think that we'd have a lot of explaining to do to parents, right? Like, that's a thing that we'd have to do as parents. But how unfortunate is that, though? Super unfortunate. But, I mean, it's uh, also uh, the same way that I think. Bl- so-called black people, then, you know, come on, man. Like, we, we got to get it together. Us. But do we really? Because I think that there's a certain part, like, I'm going to get preachy for a second. There's a certain part of the black experience where we probably do a disservice to people by the things that we tend to, like, glorify. I'll okay. give you an example. Everybody in this room realizes, like, the spectacle and the things that were accomplished by MLK. Every single person. Like, we do. Like, we revere him as some sort of, like, deity, right? Like, he's Gandhi. He's these people that, like, we... But yet, we, we, but yet in the last episode... Was it the last episode? We talked about how his demise and how his legacy might be changed forever. Right? But that goes... There's the point that I was actually getting to. I don't think that people need to be perfect to represent a specific ideal or thing or prove that something that they thought was right. We're all human. And a lot of the times we're chasing after this perfection in a way that like, Look, if you have if you have to remain perfect, you can't have a point to make. Like, all of a sudden, everybody in this room has done something wrong, right? But, but that's what I'm saying. Doesn't mean that Jeremy's I not remember. dope of his job, Joey's not dope, dope at his job, you're not dope at your job. Like, we know what we're talking about. Just because we did something crazy doesn't mean that. One of the realest Hold things I've I- never done anything wrong. Just, just Jeremy, you're on okay. some bullshit. Anyway, look. Rewind three episodes and go look and see what One Jeremy One of the best said. things I ever Everybody heard was... Your room went crazy. On a Buster Rhyme, Rhyme song, Hove said... Remember what he said? Which song? And then I probably can play cool. Uh, While We Die. Okay. I, he said, I, got a, I did my dirt, but I got a good heart. Shouldn't that count for something? Remember when Hove said that? It Bro, should. That's everybody. There's no, there's no perfect person, period. Unless you speak in biblical. I'm with you, but I think that's where the problem lies, right? Like, we only have to talk about people's accomplishments, and I'm okay with that. Okay. But the problem is, is that, again, we're raising people to these, like, statuses that they can't compete with, and then you're chasing your own ghost. That's true. Okay. And that's all I'm saying. Like, unfortunately... I guess for us, there's certain people that did amazing things and we'll always talk about them. Okay. But they're not perfect and they don't have to be. We know Malcolm X isn't perfect. And that's okay. But you know what? That's the thing though. Malcolm X isn't perfect. But he never portrayed himself to be. Did MLK but did MLK portray himself to be perfect? Or did he just believe in nonviolence? He never said like, yo, I'm the best person ever. No, I believe like what I believe. But that's what I'm saying. You can't be condemned for stuff that you don't, you know what I mean, that everybody don't know. Everybody's not gonna know all your business. But it's like this, bro. We're supposed to be celebrating the end of slavery, right? Is that what Juneteenth is about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel like it was a forced holiday? Because at the end of the day, we, uh, we now have like Black Lives Matter uh, stuff downtown, and we got the street painted. 
but every day it's another black man still losing his life whether you hear about it in the news or not still happening so what's a day if what's happening is still going on and I mean we came up in the I would say I would say when Rodney King we're gonna start there only because that's really the first recording that actually happened you know before we had better technology with phones and stuff like that so I'm going to just use Rodney King as an, as an example after that bro we've seen a lot but are we desensitized to it all? we kind of are and it's the same thing that we were talking about the last episode you know with the you know the, the kids it's like Another mass shooting. Some kids died. I'm not surprised. But I think that's what's... And it's horrible. I think that's crazy. what's so crazy about the, the excerpt that I read, right? Right. As a black person, there's a thought that, unfortunately, I feel like my life is either going to mean less than and or people are never going to treat me with the same respect as they would if I look different. Just from a, the color of my skin. Like, that's a heavy burden to sort of carry. And unfortunately for us, having Juneteenth or a lot of these other things don't necessarily help solve that. Like, I can appreciate the, you know, uh, the journey to have like a holiday or have certain things commemorated. Like, I I don't think that people are wrong for that. Um, And the particular woman who really pushed it, super dope that she was able to get something accomplished. But ultimately speaking, I think like, again, my, my point goes back to how are we actually going to talk about it and what's the real history going to be? But look, hear me out. Listen to this. Everybody in this room, somebody has asked them before, yo, what you doing for 4th of July? When the hell is somebody going to say, what are you doing for Juneteenth? That's not happened yet. So you want people to cook out, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's what what I'm getting to. But That's what I'm saying. But would that be an appropriate response? Yo, what hey, we're going to do this cookout But for, what is an appropriate response? Is it to march downtown? Is it to... What is it? I think for me, everything comes down to education. Like, but that's, you know, pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Like, ultimately speaking, I just want to have something. If we're going to come In an urban neighborhood, maybe it might happen. Across America, it's not going to happen. They don't even celebrate MLK in, in Arizona. That's what I'm saying. But why, why do we have- why do we act like someone needs to tell us what we need to do on a holiday that's ours? Like, if, if we want to decide that, like, in our community, what we're going to do is build community or, or go through charitable acts or right. do, do something to help you know, your fellow man, like, why do we need to wait to have someone tell us what to do? Like, if you think something's appropriate, why, why isn't that something that we initiate? That's a good question, and I don't have an answer to that, if I'm honest, bro. Like... I legitimately don't have an answer. And I, I mean, I think that's okay. It's a fairly new thing, but sometimes I don't know. Yeah, so quick point on that. Um, if, you're, if you're thinking about what to do, you can actually celebrate it. The way uh, some African countries have uh, Independence Day, it's essentially the same thing, right? Be free from the British, be free from the French. Portuguese, all of that, and that's what we actually celebrate those days. That's what we call the Independence Day. So that's essentially the same thing with African Americans, right? That's what this day represents. 
So yeah, why don't you celebrate barbecue, have parties and all that? That's your that's essentially your when you realize you could be free as a person. So other countries do it. We just call that Independence Day. You guys you guys call it Juneteenth. I think I, I think you should it should have a name that represents something bigger. I think Juneteenth is too silent for it. That's that's my thoughts on that. Because if we go through the same thing. African country, we just got Independence Day is huge. Like Nigeria is like October, October first every year. Huge parades all of every Nigerian across the entire world, wherever your location is, it's a big celebration. That's when you actually knew you could be free from like white supremacy and policies and all that stuff. I mean, even though some of that still lingers today. But sure, sure. That's sure. essentially what Juneteenth represents. So you celebrate that. I don't know why black people don't celebrate that. That's why myself as an African, I don't really know the significance of that holiday. But if it's celebrated, and be like, what's going on? And be like, this is when we're free as people, recognized as human beings, right to vote, all of that stuff. But, became true Americans. So I think yeah. that's where the problem lies, right? And I think, and appreciate you for that comment, Ike. I think that's where the problem lies. We didn't get our full rights the day that Juneteenth happened. There was still a massive struggle that we went through, whether it was Jim Crow, whether it was just, you know, all of the different policies that we fought through that literally still to this day sort of endure in certain forms of racism. So if we're still fighting some of the same battles that we've been now fighting now for 160 years, this is why, like, I like as a person, like, I guess with something new, I'm not sure I understand what the significance of the day is supposed to like to be. Because it's okay. literally the same things that okay. we're still like arguing about or fighting about. Okay. I, I, I mean, you, you, I y'all know where it. I live at in DC. They put a highway literally through the like one of the black neighborhoods there. Where does the high, if anybody here is from from DC, where does 695 take you? It's literally a highway to nowhere that wasn't necessary, but they did that just because they could. That's what institutionalized racism is meant. We're gonna treat you less than because we can. How do you feel celebrating the end of slavery? Like seriously. I paused before I, I wanted to speak on that because like I don't think anyone's ever asked me like that question, right? Like, how do I want to celebrate the end of slavery? The truth is, and this is gonna sound like some fuck shit, but I don't think slavery is over. I think the way in which we like um, enslaved people has changed, but now it's you know through economic means, uh, it's through the use of the police force. There are a bunch of other ways that we still get some of the exact same results from slavery. It just doesn't come across as brutal. As brutal. You think that you have freedom and you really don't. Like I think that's part of like my thought process with that. So like we aren't really free. Like it's an illusion. Did you know it's power? Money. Unfortunately, like, we don't have the financial freedom enough to do other things. And then when we do get it, you know, it's always, they find reasons not to let us continue to stay at that, like, playing field. Like, you can't come here and play with us. It'll always be like that. But that's why we're never going to be free, bro. Like, America isn't equal. Capitalism is always going to determine that there has to be winners and losers. And unfortunately for us, there's a pecking order of things. And some people break through, and it's amazing for them. But right. they will quickly sure, remind you. Sure, there's some you, black millionaires. Right. Not many. 
It's a no. It's, I'll keep it a bunch. It's a bunch of black millionaires. Yeah, that's cool. It's a bunch of like it's a few black bro, billionaires, bro. but like cool. that's not the, cool. the, the, the masses. Is it twenty five percent or seventy five percent? Because it's seventy five percent of you know Caucasian people that are, and it's not a race thing, but it's what they allow us to do. You're never going to exceed a limit ever. SDE, sports, drugs, and entertainment. That's legitimately how, unfortunately, a lot of black wealth was created. Uh, hey, bro, they say sports, drugs, and entertainment to the arraignment. And, and, you know, unfortunately, the arraignment is part of it, too. That is how they get us. Look how many jails they build up. What about the schools? What about the education? These are in urban neighborhoods. A lot of urban kids don't know about Juneteenth. Do you, do you think we went to a bad high school? What do you mean bad? Well, like ranking wise, like the way that people talk about our high school, it was one of the lower performing high schools, right? But in terms of like the things that I would have considered bad personally at the time, like I didn't feel like we went through like a lot of violence. There wasn't like a lot of those types of things that happened at our school. So it didn't feel as bad as the way that people discussed it. No, I don't. I don't feel like the school is bad. So if we're giving when I think kids, bad, I think of lean on me. You know that type of school, you right? Know? Yeah. I mean, it was lean on me when we were digging. Well, when you was digging those ditches, bro. but bro, I wanted to play ball, bro. I wanted to play some basketball. They weren't trying to let me. I had to. I had to look, man. Is what it is. But no, I don't think the school was bad. You know, I just feel like. Certain schools have different curriculum, and they teach different stuff. And the, and based upon the area that you live in, those particular kids go to that school, and maybe they were raised different or came from different places. And you get that into a school, it might be neighborhood-based, and it's neighborhood against neighborhood and all that, but, you know. That was years ago. Now I feel like it's worse. Nobody really, really cares about what's going on in society. Because when you look, when you turn on the TV, it's something negative every time, right? So you see black on black crime. It's not a thing. Right. Which is not a thing, right? You only put it up when it's, oh, somebody white decided to go to a mass shooting and he shot up some black people. Okay. Now it's news, right? But in the regular neighborhood, it's black on black crime every day. Again, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, right? No, I'm seriously, black on black crime, like I hate that that terminology. No, I understand what you're saying, but you get what I'm saying, right? So it's like, all right, that's not really going to be on the news, or maybe it is. But when is it at its height? It's when it's racial, right? They make it a race thing. And then they force upon this holiday in which was, hey, I'm black and I'm proud, right? What does it really mean, though, if nothing has changed? I don't want a holiday that I got to celebrate and nothing has changed. If you're saying, hey, slavery still exists in some form or fashion, what the hell are we celebrating? So, real, real quick. So like just to level set. So part of what we celebrate with Juneteenth is the fact that people 
people who are made aware of their freedom in Texas. Right? Like that's that's kind of right. The, the remaining descendants, yeah. like the remaining slaves, essentially were let. Uh, the Union Army came in to tell them that they had been freed years prior. So, I mean, like we can get to Oklahoma and, and, and we touched on it, right? But I mean, to me, part of the beauty in Juneteenth is like we can look back at a time where it took years for information to travel, right? And I think the year that it was made a federal holiday, like within days, we had the whole world marching, like for our benefit, over George Floyd. And I think, like, to just, I think for, for an interesting Tom, perspective, I get what you mean. Like, you, you have information that went across the world and changed the way that we live our lives in the United States. It definitely changed the accountability that police officers have, right? In, in, in days, if not hours. And, and like, we can look back to something that's within generations of, of our existence in the country. And, like, it took years for information to, to get across. So, I mean, I think there's something that we can look at in perspective, right? The timelines of. I get you. Um, that like I'm. Juneteenth became a federal holiday last year. Uh, Under really, Biden, right? Hmm? Under Biden, right? Yeah, but it came really close to the actual holiday of Juneteenth. I want to say we were told basically what we had like a ten day period. Like, hey, Juneteenth is coming up now. We finally passed this as a law. So like that happened. I think that without the summer of 2020, to your point. Uh, and like the the murder of George Floyd, something like that doesn't happen. I agree with you that information travels at a rate that we can't necessarily control, and once it's out there, it's there, and it it can go everywhere, and you can go viral sort of instantly. So maybe these types of things obviously don't happen the same, but like I think I tied all of this together by saying. Um, to Ike's point, how are we now going to celebrate like our quote-unquote independence? Are we going to continue to fight for rights that we feel like we are you know, justly owed? Um, do we think that we still need to talk about and have discussions revolving around reparations because of generational like issues that we've endured for you know the last 200 years? Like, are we going to get paid for reparations? I mean, they were paid for the Holocaust. Same thing. It's dicey, man. Like... I, I would love to see reparations, but it's dicey. Like I, I don't see I don't see that happening. And even and, and even if we do get paid for reparations, have we been taught mentally as people what we should do with our money intelligent intelligently? Yeah. Have we? Yeah. You think so? Absolutely. Because I, I, I eighty percent of black people do the right thing. Like man, and the numbers are probably higher than that. Okay. My bad for like sort so of you like think, downplaying. You think it. somebody not about to go buy some rims if they get some for some free money? Maybe 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 some people will, but like right, right. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Like that's if true. our money was circulating mad times like they do in Jewish communities, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah. If Black Wall Street was a very real thing, and again money was circulating the way it was in, in Oklahoma, we wouldn't be having this discussion. But it doesn't. And I think one of the things that we kind of do as a disservice is that a lot of times we play into those same narratives that black people are less than or we do all of these things when frankly, it's so many people that do the right thing. How many church going people were doing the you know 10% of their, their money and doing for tithing even though they didn't really have it? Like black people to budget it for with less, had less, dealt with less, and made more happen. That's true. All right. So like, you know, like yeah, somebody might go get some rims, right? Somebody was doing dumb shit with PPE loans and cop and stuff that they had no business doing. 
I, I can't. I don't want to be judged on our worst. Judge me on our best. For the record, the Jewish economy is crazy. Yo, don't get me canceled, bro. Like, I had my show for a couple years. I don't want to get canceled. Like, you, you can't say anything about that. You're going to have a Jewish Defamation League knocking at my door. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. We like all people. We do. Yeah, um, we love them, though, but, you know, we just, you know, show love to their self-sufficient economies. Especially if you, what, like, don't kill me, please, people. What are the what's the type of Jewish people that like walk around like on like Sundays? Is Hasidic right? Right with the, the the longer hair and stuff and have like the black outfit. Like in their neighborhoods, money really like circulates in a level that's you know. They have, like, it's amazing. It's super like, self sufficient. Um, bro, they always say if you get a Jew- Jewish lawyer, you get no right. They have like books that's in racist, the synagogues but black that, like, that they use for services. Like if you need something done, like in the synagogues, they have like a book and you can look into it. So they rather, obviously, you know, self-circulate their money before they outsource it, and it's easy. Like it's so easy for nah, them to be able to to access those things. Like we we be having those things sometimes, but are they reliable like that? Can you name a site right now where you can be like, I can find any service I want from a black-owned business? But you also know the deal, right? Like we're self-deprecating because, like, I'm sure you heard this as a black person, and I'm gonna be straight up. Black people don't give the the time or they don't give the same amount of effort or like their services aren't as good as like the quote unquote white man down the street that that's done stuff. I'm sure your mom has said something like that. Like, sorry, mom. I know my mom used to say stuff like that. Right. Like we used to absolutely know that that's a thing. So we tend to beat up on our own in a way that I don't know is always fair. Now, to be fair, that's you know what I'm saying? Fair. Like uh, salute to my Nigerian brother to sit into like my left. But a lot of people think that they do scammy stuff. I know he's not a scammer. But like the, you know, like the, hey, my dad is a prince. If you send me a thousand dollars, I'm gonna send you like a million. That originated from Nigeria. That's true. But like, do we like? That's we not joke. all people though. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah. do when we talk about Nigerians, is that the way that we describe them usually? We do associate them with that though. Like we gotta stop doing that to each other, bro. We like we we beat up people based on their worst. Always gonna be people that are terrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like they, they so, kill it. So, yeah. So 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 look at that yeah. though. Look at that though. Scammer on one hand, doctor, lawyer on the other hand. Come on, man. Due to technical difficulties beyond our control, we had to cut the black. But since we are now back, I want to thank uh first and foremost every member and people that's part of our tribe. Um huge shout out to Jeremy, huge shout out to you. Huge shout out to Joey. Huge shout out to Ike. Um, without the energy and the love and the support from everybody, we couldn't do this every two weeks. And it's one of the reasons why, honestly, this is still fun. I enjoy it. Even when we talk about topics that aren't always the, always the most exciting, yeah. I think we can get a message across and we can t- sort of do positive things with it. So um, any final thoughts from anybody before we get out of here? All right, uh, I end every episode saying the same thing. Ball players want to fuck. I saw no, like I saw like this weird. Sh- yeah, I was gonna say I saw this like weird. I legitimately saw this like weird shadow to like the left of me, and it it really distracted me. I'm so sorry, mommy. I love you. You did not hear me curse. Uh, but ball players want to rap. Rappers on the ball. My name is Darrell of the Real World.
And we'll see you guys in another two weeks. Peace. Peace.